and welcome, folks, to episode 57 of the Ministry of Dice podcast. We're a UK-based podcast talking about all things Dice Masters in the UK. I'm Chris, otherwise known online as True Mr. Six, and with me today I have Andy. A.K.A. Mr. Dice Tumble. (laughs) (laughs) That's another in-joke just for me, that one. (laughs) I've still got that recording, man. (laughs) One day. One day. (laughs) Oh, dear, makes me chuckle. I sometimes think about that occasionally, you know, when Justin's on the telly. Yeah. <laughs> well, good evening, my man, or evening as we're recording this. How are you today? Uh, so, do you watch Mr. Tumble quite a lot what, in your spare time? Oh, of course I do, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, a little known fact for listeners, actually, there's a reason why I watch Mr. Tumble so frequently, because what's not very well known is that actually Andy here on the call for me is the inspiration and the scriptwriter for Justin's House. Turns out many, many years ago on his on his travels, as Andy was a wandering actor across the world, he spent a little bit of time in Manchester. He was actually living in a pop-up tent in Salford Quays underneath the bridge near the Imperial War Museum. And Justin... Specific. <laughs> yeah. That's because he's... Because, of course he's specific. These facts i'm sharing here and justin he was having a bit of a hard time of it because he was just an intern at the bbc at the time and he'd actually head under the bridge to have a little cry with himself and andy popped out of his little uh, hobo actor tent and gave him a call and said don't worry justin i've got an idea that'll sort all this out and under that bridge they both formed the, the concept of justin's house and mr tumble and the rest is history really although it's very sad that falling out i mean it doesn't give you the credit you deserve now I never get the credit I deserve, mate. No, sure, sure. I mean, that's podcast for a start. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, Craven's nipples. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, Craven's nipples. (laughs) Oh, dear. Now, my kids are long grown out of uh, Mr. Tumble. Yeah. 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 Mine too. Mm. It's a shame. They grow up so fast. They do, they do. I've got a pair for sale, actually, if anyone's interested. I've got a girl and a boy, 1816. I've got a month's worth of breakfast and clothing. Probably fit them for another six months yet, if anyone's interested. You do your good deal. Yeah. Yeah, 100 quid flat. <laughs> Bargain. Yeah, I'll even run them around to your house. <laughs> oh. uh, anyway, so uh, what do we do? This bit's getting longer and longer. I know, I know. Another completely unprepared little known fact as well. I think your tent's still under that bridge, though. By the Imperial War Museum. I like that bit. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> <Love> <laughs> oh, dear. So, my man, what have you been up to the last two weeks since we've been recording? Two weeks in gaming. Uh, I have mostly been playing different video games, I have to admit. Um, So non-Dice Masters, Apex Legends, since our last episode, they released Season 3 with a new map and the new Battle Pass. And it's all very exciting. It's a big map with ice bits and fire bits and geezer bits and trains and all that jazz, which Mm. has been fun. I rode the train the other day. It's exciting, isn't it, when you get on it? Uh, yeah, and then every man and his rifle comes and finds you on it. It's, it's, it's not fun at all. <laughs> uh, so we're doing that. Uh, also, uh, tangent, uh, there's been a couple of really good mobile games that have come out recently that I've been playing. Um, I won't bore you too much with them, but uh, Mario Kart, if you've not tried it, I know it's uh, on the, I'm pretty sure it's on Android and iPhones. Yeah, it's on the App Store. Yeah, the Apple yeah. App Store. Yeah, it's free. It's brilliant and it's really good. Uh, so I've been playing a lot of that and <laughs> Call of Duty. <laughs> Sorry, I was just doing a bit of Mario Kart for you. 
uh, yeah, Call of Duty uh, oh, yeah. has Is also you... come out on mobile as well, which uh, the son just had his birthday, so he got a little iPod Touch. So we've been charging around doing duos and carving up with it. We've got we've got quite a few wins on the duos between the two of us, or with with the two of us. Uh, so that's been been good as well. So we've been doing a lot of that. Uh, Dice Masters wise, prep for not UK nationals. Mm. With your good self, we've recorded them, but they're not getting released till after the event. And <laughs> trying a few, few different tweaks and trying to get something down and dirty and nasty and spammy and cheesy. Uh, that you are, I, I can corroborate that. So that should be, uh, yeah. Let's see how it goes. There's still some tweaking and fine tuning to go. Uh, but yeah, played a few games of that. That'll be out on the YouTube's uh, mid-November, I thought. We'll do a yeah. kind of playlist of them, I think. Yeah, I've actually I've edited them and got them all set and ready to go. But uh, I don't know if anyone's noticed that we've not been around on YouTube for a couple of weeks. Um, but that's the reason why. Yeah, we we keep we're keeping the old brewing on the DL. We are secrets. Yeah. Although to be fair, I've I've not really been. I've just been messing around with stuff um, to to help my man Andy out here. Yeah, give me some uh, variety of opponents to see what goes against it. There was even a shriek. There, <laughs> yes, there was. For I, I, I think I even say on the video, for the first time ever, I don't believe that that card has ever been sleeved and placed on a playmat in my house. That was the first time ever. So, yeah, serious stuff going on this side. Um, I did that for a reason, though, because you said to me a couple of, a couple of weeks back or maybe even longer ago than that. Mm. Anyway, I'm in the weeds. Um, that you weren't play practicing with me, you weren't getting a, a particularly accurate prep against what you face at events because I don't play with Shreve. Yeah, was that on the podcast or off the podcast? Oh, I don't remember. I can't remember. I'm just repeating stuff. But yeah, because it was... Uh, what did we, we played... Uh, it was a face-to-face tournament. It must have been the last MOD PDM. And I said, oh, well, yeah you do this with shriek and then he gets blanked and you're like yeah yeah that's that's nothing new but i was like oh okay but where you don't play shriek i really, <laughs> sort of, I really kind of clocked it i've always had this extra super powered piece that i could uh, just buy and churn around quickly to get me out of trouble and, yeah. and when people actually did it to me i was a bit like oh that, that's not happened before <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i did i sleeved up a shriek and got her out for you unbelievable mm. that's it MOD for life, bro. Yeah, for life, bro. So, what about you? What have you been up to these fine last couple of weeks? Well, I've been up to uh, non-Dice Masters. I had a little go on Apex as well to check out the new stuff. I've also been playing a game called Cockroach Poker with the fam. Sounds interesting. Yeah, it's good, man. It's um, it's a, a bluffing game, a little bluffing game. You're playing not to lose, basically, and you're placing cards and saying, that's a cockroach there. And I'm giving it to you. And then the player's got a choice. They can either call you bluff and say, that's not a cockroach, you're blagging me. Obviously then, with the risk of it, if it is a cockroach, they end up having to keep it. Or they can pass it on and they can peek at it and hand it to another player and go, yeah, he's right, that is a cockroach. (laughs) (laughs) Pardon me. So it's got, yeah, it's got a little, a weird dynamic. My family are actually really quite capable at lying to me, which is a concern. Worrying. Yeah, my son was actually able to convince me he was lying when he was telling the truth. He was bluffing that well. Nice. No, not nice. I'm terrified for when he's a teenager. Um, and then the usual routine of stuff, me and the hashtag competitive wife got Pandemic Legacy out the other night. Ooh, even with Strictly on? 
Even with Strictly on, mate. Yeah, she well, so Penny was at a sleepover. Um, because Penny was at a sleepover, and Harrison was just a bit like, yeah, whatever, Strictly. I only watch it because you guys watch it. So I was like, yes, boy. My wife recorded it so the two of them could watch it together on the Sunday. Oh. Yeah, uh, we spent the night was free. So we did Pandemic Legacy, bit of Hand of the King, uh, The Mind. We've been playing, do you know The Mind? No. That was Game of the Year last year or the year before. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not really up in my ball games. No, you're not. You're, you're a miniatures guy, aren't you? Yeah. I'm yeah. no Isaac. Yeah, for sure. So that's, that's all my non-Dice Masters stuff. Um, and then on the Dice Masters front, boy, have I been busy. So you mentioned gaming versus cancer before. I've been hustling and hustling and hustling, getting those prize donations in. So I've been emailing and messaging and making phone calls, doing all my thing. The playmats have come. They're in your hands right now i have indeed yeah exclusive there there are two play mats so mm. there is one for the winner and one to be raffled out uh, somehow to be decided so you've heard it here first there are two to be won at the game versus cats uh, tournament yeah. not uk nationals certainly no. not uk nationals no we wouldn't say that it's definitely not the uk national i mean some might say that some might but but it's not we would oh, never yeah. say that yeah we we're not saying that um, we've got custom dice bags on the way. Uh, we may have some of the MOD movement trays. I'm still working on a thing there. We've got loads of quite prestigious foil promos. Um, some some have arrived. Some are on the way. So just hustling around around the game versus cancer prizes. That's that's looking to be a strong event. And we should say actually, mate, while, while we're talking about it, third of November, Southampton University. Be there or be square. Yeah, or be at a family event. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, the two. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there's that, and I've also been getting myself ready for Euro Nats, Euro Champs, Euro Nats, Euro Nats, Euro. I think they get the WizKids European Open. Ah, W E O. W E O. Yeah. So the prizing list came out, didn't it, the other day? And uh, it's a corker. It looks really good. There's just like a big mishmash of all the. Uh, promos we've had for the last couple of years really yeah but most eye-catchingly for us over this side of the water it's got the altar animated x-men animated series cards and mm. that has lit somewhat of a fire underneath me because I, I i desire those cards um and the wee color dice as well yeah. they should be uh they'll be nice yeah yeah absolutely they're going to be participation i think um, so a bit of brewing I've actually got a blog post I'm halfway through writing about me brewing that, that may or may not go out before this episode is concluded uh, posted um, and then uh, we've been playing modern down at Element Games because folks down there be on their way to Gaming vs Cancer and they're getting their practice in as well so, high end competitive stuff yeah well all members in the ministry we're, we're converts to the reps 100 games yeah. don't forget absolutely yeah um so not not much wacky and wonderful in the world of dice masters just pretty straight up modern constructed for a couple of weeks now look forward to seeing the manchester guys again when they come down yeah yeah they're looking forward to it they're definitely looking forward to it that mike rider he's hungry for that play map is he yeah yeah oh, oh. no not is he not hey siri <laughs> thank you um good good i look forward to seeing him exciting stuff yeah so yeah there we go that's my that be my two weeks beautiful is there much else going on there's not been a lot else going on there's not been a lot of stuff going on really is there pretty quiet we're all sort of waiting for D's release date to land on the solicits page yeah hopefully it won't be before uh, 
euros because that would throw the cat amongst the pigeons or the cheese among the mice or whatever other phrases that I say. Chip in whenever, help me out. <laughs> no, I was just quite happy to sit back yeah. and see where you went. <laughs> well, that is. The ch- cheese among the mice, that yeah. well-known phrase. Cat among the pigeons. <laughs> um, I'll tell you what did catch me eye the other day, actually. Um, so Dice Masters with Reg and Kim in the Great North has in- now integrated themselves with the other great colonial members of the ministry, the uh, DM North crew. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Reg and our man Mike Ingledew, Ingledew. have uh, posted they're, they're doing a kind of three turn kill sort of face off thing on, on the YouTube on the DM North YouTube channel that looked really oh, interesting wow. yeah so they've been uh, testing some three turn kill uh, they put Cosmic Cube back in the mix and Bard back in the mix and stuff like that yeah yeah it looks pretty, pretty right up your street yeah um so they did. They posted a video. I don't know if anything else will have been posted by the time this episode goes up. They posted a video the other day, just talking through which teams they'd selected in the shortlist and who was going to face off against who. Uh, and there's some there's some grim stuff in there. So keep your eyes out for that one, folks. I'm definitely going to be watching. Me too. Mm. All right. Well, um, in the absence of anything else, should we let everyone know what's going on in this episode? Let's do it. Okay. Well, we're going to open up with. Uh, well, we'll talk about it a bit more in the segment. But we're going to review a set. Um, a bit of a slightly older set, but there's there's reasons for that, and we'll explain in the yeah. segment. So we're going to take a look at. Uh, did we choose Batman in the end? We did. Batman. I hope so, because that's the one I had a quick look over the cards for. Um, <laughs> I'm Batman. Batman. Yeah, and then uh, we've got. Uh, you've been in your queue, branch, my man. I have. I don't know what that segment's all about, so we'll just see what happens when we get to that one. Um, and that should pretty much Hopefully. fill an episode. Yeah. We'll find out. We've not recorded them yet. No, no. <laughs> so without further ado, we'll get on with the show, shall we, Chief? Depends if we need a bit of filler. I don't, well, we're not Kingpin just yet. I can't think of anything, though. We're about four and a half minutes away from King, a Kingpin call-out. How long do you like? How long do you time the intro, then? I go for 20 minutes, three 20-minuters. Uh, cool. No, I think, I think we're done. Yeah? I think All right. we're... We're putting the dogs amongst the radishes. <laughs> yeah, the pains when they get in the radishes, those dogs. All right, <laughs> on with the show then. <laughs> Welcome back, folks. And as mentioned in the intro just then, uh, we're going to do a set review. Have we got? Have we given? We've. Have we done set reviews? We've done the campaign boxes, haven't we? No, I don't think we've ever done a set review. Oh, are you thinking because we want a title for the segment? Yes. I did think of it because we're going to see do a past set. I thought we could call it "Turn Back Time." If I could turn, turn back time, time. yeah, okay, cool. Uh, so turn back time, and uh, there's a reason for this. Uh, and I think Andy, you you kind of saw s- s- some peeps, some noobs floating around on the old uh, Facebook page, sort of talking about, well, if I was to pick up one of these older sets that's going for cheap on eBay, kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. We sit and see uh, posts and requests for older sets, and they are getting harder to harder to come by. And hopefully, we'll have some of I'm not sure what available at Gaming versus Cancer on the third of November in Southampton. But I noticed that there's Batman set. The Batman Gravity Feeds are on sale at Firestorm Cards for thirty quid. Yeah, which is a steal in our opinion. Bargain. Yeah. 
so if you are new to the game, then that would be a pretty good purchase to get a load of cards. Yeah, absolutely. And we're now about to go on and do a segment to explain why we think that twenty nine ninety nine is such a bargain. Yeah, and what kind of things to look out for, what the standout cards are, and generally have a blether for 20 minutes about it. Yeah, uh, I'm just going to put it out there straight away. The Batman set, I, d- I definitely have a soft spot for. I, I particularly enjoyed playing that set. Um, or around the time of that set. Uh, we drafted a lot with it at my local store, so I got a feel for a lot of the cards through drafting, and I'm still to this day finding the Batman set cards are coming into my kind of wider constructed teams. So I think broadly, and I'm a big DC fan, we all know that, but I think broadly speaking, it's a strong set because it's got a little bit of something for everybody. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my, I, my history with the set is that it came out a week before I went to Worlds, so oh, it was right. Worlds valid, but that was in the US, it wasn't released for like a couple of months in the UK. So I always think of it with a bit of fear because I went to Worlds thinking I'm going to have a restricted pool of cars in comparison to everyone else and there's mm. going to be all this new stuff and um, everything else. I mean, I don't particularly think it was valid uh, because it was so close. People hadn't really picked through it. I mean, I just had a flick through now and I picked out a fair number of cards, which I think are brilliant. Um, the only one that stood out, which I'm sure we'll speak about later, was the Super Rare Dark Side. And the, um, the benefits, I won't go into too much detail, the benefits that it gives you, which I'd love to have got my hands on, but there was just no point. And I don't think I'd have been able to brew a team that quick. That would have done well. So I think in hindsight, I shouldn't have really faffed too much about it. But that's that's what it brings to me, the images of faffing around before flying out to, the, <laughs> to America. Yeah, yeah, I remember that, actually. I remember you saying at the time about it. But there's yeah, there's certainly loads of eye-catching stuff in there. Yeah. Loads of eye-catching stuff that um, I've found myself using uh, over and over again to this day. Uh, and some of it is kind of very very classic in terms of what it does for you in the game. But some of it's got some real kind of janky fun about it too, which I think is one of the reasons why it's always appealed to me. So did you have a favourite, a particular favourite card from the set? You know, if, if someone's buying a, one of these £30 deals and they're cracking open the cracking open those sealed packs is there something you'd say keep an eye out for this one guys for me it's probably a bit boring but i really like commissioner gordon good cop yeah now he's he's rock solid isn't he it's i mean it's not a, a flashy piece or whatever but uh it's the common so you pretty much guaranteed it somewhere in that box be really surprised if you didn't get it quick rundown four cost fists with the bat family affiliation Decent-ish stats for that. You've got 1, 2, 2, 4, and 4, 4. And when, while Commissioner Gordon is active, your non-villain character dice are 2 less to field, which pretty much means, for the most part, unless you're running a villain's team, in which case you're probably not going to put it in there anyway, mm. uh, you're going to be fielding for free. Worst case, you're going to pay 1. But if that's a 3 to field, more than likely you're getting an 8 attack bad boy coming out. So you're not too worried about paying one to field it no no um and he it, it's yeah it's just so so common to see a villain on the other side of the table isn't it that's the you know the bottom line uh, it just doesn't need a villain on the other side does it not what am i confusing it with nick fury from uh x-men right. first class is it read him again is it does he say something like non-villain yeah so you, you can't it, you can't use it with a villain, but any non-villain character dice that you field are two less. That's yeah. Sorry, that's uh, that is where my confusion has come from. 
just the presence of the word villain. <laughs> yeah. I'm obviously very tired. Oh, yeah, sweet. Yeah, I mean, that's a great choice, one that's got a place yeah. on any team, really, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's a good, solid piece that you're going to get, which is use, usable in loads and loads of teams. Yeah, and you might say, well, you know, I can get myself a Kree soldier from the Kree invasion team pack, but he only applies to three or less purchase characters, doesn't he? Yeah, so it's not going to help you beat guns. Yeah, whereas Commissioner Gordon is doing a job full stop. End of. Yeah, I like it. It's thematic as well, because one of the standout cards for me that we played around a lot with down at the old Elementi Games... Is that the Spanish equivalent of Element Games? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's it particularly Scorchio, and they're like cheesy biz. Um, <laughs> Hola, my name is Paolo. <laughs> <laughs> so Batman always prepared the rare Batman. He's, he's a flip card, and when you field him, on the one side, he makes your opponent re-roll all their non-villains. On the other side, he makes your opponent re-roll all their villains. But he's got these f- massive fat fielding costs on him one two and three on his level one two and three um, and so commissioner gordon because he's like batman's sort of busy mate is kind of thematic in the sense of him bringing it's like he's put the bat signal up and therefore batman can come into play yeah. cheaper and easier but then that batman had a great game text too you know it was um it was a p- pretty fun to just sort of go right re-roll all that let's see what happens <laughs> you know what i mean that just kind of madness of re-rolling the cards on the other side of the table card oh, to ebay that bad boy yeah, it's sweet. We we tried it out a lot down at the FLGS. Yeah. Is uh, that your pick standout? No, or? it's not. I just brought it up because you yeah. mentioned uh, Commissioner Gordon and the whole fielding cost thing. No, my standout is a bit boring too, really, but it's the Batarang. What goes around comes around. I was going to say that I thought that you'd choose that. Yeah, big contributing card on my UK Nats team last year. Uh, two cost bolt. Deal three damage to target villain character. And it's got boomerang as well. Just a nice solid lump of. See that see that streak over there? Bye bye bye. Get rid of it. Yeah. Oh you've rolled your Madam Mask on level two. Get rid of it, you know. Just um and it boomeranging it around. Super fun because you just have to, we're rolling it into your uh, um Oh jeez, I can't get my words out tonight, can I? You know, if you're rolling it on action face, it's going back into your prep area, ready to have another another crack at um, at that that nasty villain control on the opposite side of the table. You know, uh, and at the time I was playing it with a magic missile driven team, so if I di- if I whiffed it, well, it's two bolts, I'll still make use of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I just liked it. it was cheap, it was cheerful, um, and it specifically targeted a lot of meta pieces. They're still pretty meta today, in fact. Um, so it's nice. I think Scarlet Witch in the X-Men First Class set was probably what what made it drop out of my sort of regular team-building sort of sideboard. Mm. Um, but up until that point, and I still think it's got a place today. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so that, that that would be my top pick from the set. And it's a common. Yeah. Again, two commons are picks. Yeah. Um, so you, you'll be you'll be lousy with them. Uh, but four dice on a batarang rattling around and it can be quite devastating for any player who's leaning too heavily into street blanking you know low level madam mass well there's loads of villains in there low cost get rid of that Cree soldier don't fancy you ramping next turn <laughs> you know what I mean that kind of stuff yeah yeah it's good yeah but there's loads beside oh yeah yeah loads I mean I've, I've got the sidekick up 
hap out and I'm just flicking through and you, you forget which sets cards are, well I do anyway, forget which sets cards are from and it's, it's full to the brim with good stuff. Yeah, well, one um, card that I played around with quite a bit was um, the Harley Quinn. The rare Harley Tough Quinn. cookie. Tough cookie, yeah. Yeah, uh, she was pretty cool. She says, uh, while Harley Quinn is active at the beginning of your turn, if you control at least two different villain character dice, your opponent loses one life and you gain one life. And it it just sounds a bit innocuous to begin with. Well, lose a life and gain a life, you, really? But actually, that that soon starts to add up, yeah. um, especially when you're getting one back as well. And she was nice. I used to pair her up with the Poison Ivy out the harley quinn team pack that just kind of sat in the field and was completely immovable and it puts a time limit on it doesn't it yeah yeah absolutely and she's nice and cheap three cost mask fairly low fielding costs at 0-1-1 decent enough stats 2-2-3-3-4-4 um uh, and there was a lovely promo version of her as well actually just incidentally Mm. that was in the batman animated series animated yeah but yeah played around with that one a fair bit because it was just a I built villain teams a lot. I'm just like, oh, I've got one slot here. What am I going to do with that? Just chuck Harley Quinn in. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm going to have a villain in the field. Might as well have her out as well. Definitely. Well, you've got, I mean, I'm just having a flick through. Uh, hinted on him earlier, Super Rare Darkseid. Oh, yeah. Played with that one a fair bit too. Yeah, six costs. When Darkseid is active, your sidekicks gain swarm. Now, I've tried him a number of times, but I think the, the way around him is to make sure that you but if you're playing against him, that your opponent doesn't get keep a sidekick out to to fire the swarm off. Yeah, um, and it, he's not. I think at the time there was a, a bit of a ramp kind of. We'd been starved of big ramp at that point. It, it's not quite as bad now. We've got things like you know mimic ramp on the scene, useful utility actions like thrown brick. But then everyone was like, "There's no PhD. I can't get to me big stuff. What am I going to do?" And Dark Side kind of rolled in into the scene at that point uh he pairs up quite well there's a parademon again thematically that's got swarm itself but more importantly when it's out in the field it does a point of damage uh to your opponent when you draw an extra dice for swarm yeah so certainly something i mean i think it was more of a casual team in the grand scheme of things but certainly something i played around with was getting a nice quick dark side out then pairing them up with a parademon, swarming sidekicks and doing, yeah, right, that's six damage. That's six damage. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mental, yeah, it's good. Yeah, and don't forget, of course, that it, the um, your allies count as sidekicks too. Yeah. Um, and there's some really cracking allies in the Batman set to pair that up with. You've got Ace the Bat-Hound. Uh, there's a Robin that's an ally, I think, off the top of my head. That's pretty decent. So you don't, you don't have to kind of quite so locked in as right it's got to be my actual my core sidekick dice i can do, do some fun stuff with that cool mm-hmm. do you want to pick one uh yeah i'll tell you uh, one that w- we played around with a lot we played around with the mr freezes see i haven't the ones got the tokens on yeah um, yeah never really got me head around them it was yeah it was slightly a bit too expensive uh hang on let me bring him up in front of me so i've got, so I've got the deets um, it was slightly too expensive, really, to to, to go super meta. And, oh, can't, how do you spell Mr. Freeze? Uh, <laughs> MR dot. Is it because I'm not putting the dot in? That's probably why. Yeah, he was a five cost, but he um, he was definitely a lot of fun to play with. My man Duncan, who loves a good janky build, he used to drop the one in that um, puts a token and stops a character from attacking or blocking. 
and he, these tokens are stun tokens and you have to pay two energy to get rid of them he used to put uh, adam warlock from guardians of the galaxy out you know the one that doubles up when fielding effects mm. and then a collector just sit those two in the field and then ramp up enough energy to fire a mr freeze off and end up putting two sets of stun tokens out because of the <laughs> adam warlock <laughs> and just be like right stun that stun that and just completely lock down your you know your, your important cards that's cool yeah it is cool i mean it's casual fun because you know that's two five costs in the field and then ramping enough to collect her in a five cost which is no easy feat but it's definitely crazy but it was just a kind of fun mechanic that didn't really go anywhere but at the time certainly when we were drafting we had quite a bit of fun with so um i think that's definitely one to look out for and all the mr freezes that that's one particularly but there's one that puts stun tokens when he uh, blocks or is blocked and there's one that puts stun tokens out when he takes combat damage you know so the dude's got game yeah just a high high purchase cost is it five five six of the different rarities yeah that's right yeah Nice stuff. One that I played around with lots and like is the Rip Hunter. Oh, yeah. There's a couple of Rip Hunters, isn't there? Yeah, the common one is one that I liked because it's a super churn. It is, while Rip Hunter is active, once during your clear and draw step, when you draw dice from your bag, you may send any number of them to the use pile and draw one new dice for each of them. So you can churn, if you can imagine you've got eight sidekick dice... And if you've not got too many actions and other characters banging around there, you can you can work it so that you buy a character, it goes in the bag. If you don't pull it, you can ditch enough sidekicks to make sure you get what you want. Just get to the good stuff. Yeah, get 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 that straight background and and ready to go. He's got decent arse on him at three, four, five. He's a four cost, so he's a bit of an investment. But as long as you keep him in the field. You can really start to turn up the pace and, and get things going, get things bought, get things put through, get things out of the field, get things back around again. So mm. if you're attacking lots, you can get them kind of churned through, back out and in the face again. Uh, so I really liked him. I liked him a lot. Yeah, I rate him more than I think other people do. Yeah, so it's funny you should mention Ripple because I use the Uncommon quite a bit as anti-Scarlet Witch tech. So the Uncommon is the one where when you field him, you name a dice... Uh, I think non-sidekick or whatever. And then when you draw that dice from your bag, you can just put it in your reserve pool on a, on a face you choose instead of rolling it. Oh, nice. So it was a nice little... Uh, again, it was four cost, so it was quite an expensive counter. Um, but this was back in the days when I used to play Boom Boom, uh, before Hope was on the scene, when I used to play Boom Boom with Investigation. And I used to name Investigation so the Scarlet Witch couldn't lock it out. And I'd get the ramp and the Boom Boom damage because I could guarantee. Uh, and Cleggy, my man Cleggy, used to play that uncommon rip hunter with his Molnir team. So whenever his Molnirs came right. out of the bag, he could put them on action face. Yeah. So, um, w- easy, both of those easily underestimated. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. And not one that we really hear people talk about a lot. I've not seen it on a lot of teams in videos or online, uh, but pretty cool nonetheless. Yeah, maybe we, maybe I'll throw something together using one of them. Get a, get a vid made. Uh, but we're getting close to kingpin in man, so we need to kind of rattle a few off. Um, right, hush, hush ramp. Yeah, are we at hush ramp? Yeah, definitely. Uh, have you got him there? 
Yeah, uh, while Hush is active, if a Bat Family character is in the field zone, KO Hush and add a dice from your bag to your prep area. So that was always sweet because you you know you were loading up two dice into your prep area for rolling next turn. But I I like it because it's a guaranteed KO'd character. Yeah, fire offs. Yeah, different mechanics there. Yeah, I used to use it in Golden with uh, Black Manta um, or the uh, Baron Zemo, who's unblockable when when one of your characters gets KO'd. So that was always quite nice. Uh, Give us the rundown. You know it more than me. Hawk and Dove. Hawk and Dove, yeah. I played around with that one. I still haven't quite got it working, but it, again, at the time, it was just a lot of fun. Great casual team to play around with. Hawk does damage equal to his attack value when a Dove is KO'd. So I used to like playing around with that with fabricate cards. You know, get a Hawk and two Doves in the field, fabricate both the Doves off, and then uh, on his level three, he was seven attacks. It was just like, boom, there's a hit of 14, you know. <laughs> take that so that, that was always sweet fun definitely uh uncommon huntress is definitely one to look at uh, while huntress is active whenever an opposing character die is fielded deal one damage to target opposing character die yeah that would shut down any kind of dark side psychic swarming yeah uh, i tried using that one do you remember you did that with the danger room <laughs> so that as soon as you fielded a character it was ko'd yes yeah horrible yeah, very oppressive. Firefly, there's a couple of them there, but Ted yeah. Carson's the one uh, that does a point of damage for each bolt character you control when he's fielded. So a nice when fielded direct damage effect. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. That's quite a, quite a big one. So like um, Firestorm of Justice League. Yes, yeah. Jervis Tetch, I used to play with him a little bit, actually. I think he's another one that can be underestimated because his stats are really pants for a four-cost. But when he's active, when your opponent attacks, you can take control of a character dice with a purchase cost of four or less. And then Jervis and that dice must block that turn. Um, so I used to love putting him out in the field and you know grabbing a swarm dice. Or, oh, is that a shriek you got over there? Well, I'll use her as my blocker this turn. Thank you very much. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, janky. Um, yeah, yeah, really janky. I used to like um, in Golden, because uh, Black Widow wasn't around then, pairing it up with a Force Attack Global. So get me Jervis Tetch out, wait for wait for them to put a key piece out, and then force something to attack, and then grab the key piece that was pissing me off. Yeah. <laughs> so good times there. Uh, uh, the question was on, am I right, it was on Ben's Worlds winning team. He used that with yes, the Yes, with the Gadgeteer, that's right. Yeah. Um, I mean, he paired that up with Green Devil Mass. That was the combo there, but certainly very meta-relevant at the moment in time, that Gadgeteer game text. And he's a Mask Justice League character, so he clearly combos well with that new Green Lantern. Yeah. Yes, loads. And you've got the foils. So everyone who's anyone who's got into the game since campaign boxes come out and seen these foils appear in left, right, and centre. Uh, yeah, foil variants, and the Super Rares are all in foils. So some nice shiny cards to to be hunting down. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it just uh, I I actually pursued the the cards I regularly play with in foil just for that that you know, that lovely feeling of having those shinies out on the table. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I love my shiny battering. Yeah. Have you got a shiny? Who is it that you're looking for? Bishop. Yeah, I got one now. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, and, and a shiny rare PXG, finally. Took a while to pin one of them down, but I got one in the end. 
Ooh, nice. That mine's not shiny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love having. If it's a card, I know I play with a lot. I love having the shiny version. Cool. Well, there you go. Uh, it's on Firestorm cards as we record this at thirty quid for a gravity feed of the Batman set. May not be for long, depending on who listens to this. Yes. How many people listen. <laughs> yeah, we're led to believe that that's the case. Um... <laughs> and <laughs> we don't know for sure uh but yeah absolutely and uh, i think you can get just from what was that 10 15 cards we just kind of rattled off there um that it's uh it's got loads of stuff i mean even if you just drop 30 quid between you and three other mates to draft it i think there's definitely loads of yeah. uh, in in set synergies and there's tons of stuff we've not even mentioned like your red hood your super rare mr miracle you know there's loads of f- fun uh that villain stuff going on outside of what we've just discussed in that segment there. So there you go. If we could turn back time, if we could turn back time, we would give the Batman set two big thumbs. We would. I mean, it ain't no uncanny X-Men. No, but then nothing compares to UXM. (laughs) You could probably still buy that. It's probably on enough shelves. Yeah, probably, probably. All right, well, we'll wrap it up there, and we'll throw it out to the listeners, of course. Get in touch. What's your favourite set? Have you got a card that you love from the Batman set that we've not mentioned? Have you got a lovely combo that you've realised where you've revisited Batman cards and it pairs up really well with a a new release that could make something super meta or great casual fun? Get in touch. Let us know. You know the usual ways, uh, and maybe we'll bring it up in a future episode. Yes, here we are then, folks. Welcome back. It's the... Ministry of Dice Cube Ranch segment for this episode. As is always the case with Cube Ranch segments, Andy's been nestled away, tinkering about in his in his Cube Ranchy quizzy shed. Shed. Yeah, more of a lab. More of a lab. I I kind of picture you in a shed with you know old tools hanging on the wall and a little bench in the corner with with a lamp on it and you like you know. Yeah, big old Jaguar parked outside. <laughs> oh dear! Um, to prepare a, a Dice Masters related quiz for me, and I, I don't know what this is. You prepared it without my knowledge. It's one for me today, I believe. Is that right? It is indeed. It is indeed, and it is a test to see how well you listen. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Okay. In what respect are you going to go back through old episodes? Maybe. So I've, I've named it. Who are you? <laughs> right. Mostly because that's what you're going to do. You're going to work out who it is. Right. And secondly, because we've already got a jingle for who I am, so we can just regurgitate that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so would you like me to put that jingle in? About now? Yeah, hang on. Now feels right. No, no, my quiz quiz is now. Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? All right, okay. <laughs> I don't often win, then. No, well, you know, I've got to give you one now and again. Um, so what have I got to do? These, how am I guessing who they are? Have you got clues for me or something? So there are seven, seven. recordings that I have recorded. Right. Well, yeah, recorded in the G Drive under our Work in Progress episode 57. Right, okay, hang on. And load those bad boys up. Oh, wait a minute. I'm logged into my work Google Drive. One sec. Oh, that could be a catastrophe. 
Oh, yeah, the folder called Quiz Time. It is. <laughs> okay. I'm just chuckling at your labels. <laughs> <laughs> so, it didn't quite work because they're not in alphabetical order. Well, they are, but not in numerical order. Uh, but you see the recordings. What are you going to you listen to them? Are you going to play them? Listen to them? Yeah. And you've got to work out which one of our many illustrious guests that we've had on over the past two years. Okay. Easy. No, it's clearly not. You've done something. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, right. All right, well, yeah, let's get into it then. So I'm assuming numero uno is... (laughs) Numero uno is, is the first one. Okay, here we go then. Here we are. Hang on, let me just take my earpiece off. There. Um, right now, we're about to start ramping back up into some play. We were a little uh, in a bit of a lull for a while. I think the set release after set release after set release burned some people out. That's Joe Vega. Okay, well, let's write down your answers and we'll go through them. At oh, the end. okay. Ah! It's... I haven't got a. You could have told me that before. Did you tell me that before we started? Yeah. I didn't listen. Um, I, I didn't. Oh, did you not? <laughs> well, both both were equal uh, possibilities. Hang on, the kids' pen pots here. Uh, oh, there's a pencil. Okay. What kind of pencil is it? It is a uh, Linnet Clough Scout Camp pencil. Prestigious. Right. Okay. Number one, Joe Vega, Mister Fahrenheit himself. Right. Uh, hang on. Uno, uno, dos. Numero dos. dos. Yeah, okay. Numero dos. Here we go then. Cool. Right, here we go. We still want to roll the physical dice. That's why a lot of us play the game in the first place. We like rolling scads and scads of dice. What? <laughs> I'm going to have to do that one again. Jeez. Hold on. Stop breathing so loud. We still want to roll the physical dice. That's why a lot of us play the game in the first place. We like rolling scads and scads of dice. Right, okay. I know who that is. Right. Yeah, I've written an answer down. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Right. Uh, here we go. Right, here we are. And I think there's some people who, they, they reach a level of being good, but like not a level of like high mastery with the game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's... Oh, I'm on this, man. I'm on Seems this. confident on that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because he was talking about me. <laughs> uh, Unos dos tres cuatros. Oh, there's not a cuatros in this. Is this... <laughs> Catra. <laughs> Catra. Okay, here we go. <laughs> no one else gets it. Yeah, that's where that's where I met him. That's why I was surprised when I met him and he wasn't wearing a suit or anything because he's like, "Oh, let's meet." And I'm like, "Where's the guy with the pipe and stuff?" Oh, I think that is. Where's the guy with the pipe and stuff? Right. Okay. Yeah, I think I've got a guess. It was one or two, and I think I know which one it is. Uh, right, unos, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco. <laughs> People can see what you've written in here. <laughs> All right, here we go. And if they're one-trick ponies, you know, a lot of times by the time you come to the end of the tournament, everybody else in the pool has figured out how to beat you. Oh. This is quite creepy, by the way. The way you've edited these voices is freaking me out. All right, guess that one. Okay. Unos, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, says. 
<laughs> Go for four. Okay. And people are like, well, hey, how can you how can you make this impossible global that costs six generic work? And so I said, well, Beholder just happens to be my favorite card from Favorite Under Siege, so why not run that combo? Oh, no, that's who I thought was one of the other ones. <laughs> yes, it was. Oh, <laughs> uh, wait a minute. I'm going to have to go back. Um, right now, we're about to start ramping back up into some play. We were a little uh, in a bit of a lull for a while. I think the set release after set release after set release burned some people out. Oh, jeez. Who's that one, then? Who's number one? Uh-oh. Okay, okay. Right. And then the last one is Nemro Sank. <laughs> Here we are, then. For the big competitive events, that's like that's where I turn it on. I think like I love doing that for you know like casual store events or you know the weekly stuff. But man, it's hard to because you have to transition right for those competitive things. And sometimes that's tough to do. <laughs> I don't know if the depth of that one is the clue. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think I'm right. I've got to guess for each of them. Okay, cool. Uh, do you need any? Has everyone else got their piece? guesses at home? No, I'm, I'm just going to... at home would have got them. Yeah, I'm just going to... fans. I'm just going to go in for it. Right, I will play them so I can hear them because I can't really hear them that well. Although we'll edit everything in so you'll be able to hear it fine. And you will be, so you don't probably need to tell you that. Um, so, numero uno, let's play it again. Oh. I'll do it. All right. Hold on now, I need to pull the volume up. Let's try that again. Right, numero uno. Um, right now, we're about to start ramping back up into some play. We were a little uh, in a bit of a lull for a while. I think the set release after set release after set release burned some people out. Right, who have you got? Hang on. I might have had a last-minute change of mind. Oof. I'm going to say the figurehead of Dice Masters in the Netherlands, the playmat extraordinaire himself, Peter VDV. It was DMMR <sighs> Peter did talk about there being a lull, though, didn't he? He did. Yeah, you are right. Hmm. Okay. Well, I'm giving right. myself a little win. <laughs> <laughs> In, uh, that you didn't get it right. <laughs> yeah. cool. Right, number two. Okay. We still want to roll the physical dice. That's why a lot of us play the game in the first place. We like rolling scads and scads of dice. That was Troy Miller. That was Troy Miller. Was it the, the bad quality <laughs> of the recording? That no, I re- it was the rather unique phrase where he said, scats and scats of dice. Yes, very unique, that point, Yeah, Troy. it stood out to me. Yeah, I mean, I know we can be particularly scatological here on, on the Ministry of Dice, but it stood out to me as a turn of phrase I hadn't heard before. No problem. All right, straight on to number three. Okay, here we go. And I think there's some people who they, they reach a level of being good, but like not a level of like high mastery with the game. That, my man, was the hunker hunker burning love with the flowing locks, Mr. Jimmy Darwin O'Brien himself. Ting, correct. Yeah, and I remember that because he was complimenting me on my exceptional mastery of the Collector Street Dark Empathy combo. High mastery of the game. Yes. As proven by my recent success in the online Rest of Worlds tournament. 
Have I mentioned that yet this episode? Let us not forget that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Number four. Yeah, that's where that's where I met him. That's why I was surprised when I met him and he wasn't wearing a suit or anything because he's like, oh, let's meet. And I'm like, where's the guy with the pipe and stuff? That sir was Michaela. No, it wasn't. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was. It was it then. It was KT Data. Was it talking about me? Oh, okay. Did Michaela not have a bit of bants with you about being at Worlds that year? Yeah. All right. I'm just trying to justify my failure, really. No, no, no. <laughs> right, so uh, what have we got next? Number five. Okay. Which is sync. And if they're one-trick ponies, you know, a lot of times by the time you come to the end of the tournament, everybody else in the pool has figured out how to beat you. Right, I went with Arge. Yeah, it's Arge. Yeah. Pew. I'm, I'm actually ticking these off as we go along. Cool. I'll ask you for your score at the end. I'm that much right. of a nerd. Next up. And people are like, well, hey, how can you how can you make this impossible global that costs six generic work? And so I said, well, Beholder just happens to be my favorite card from Favorite Under Siege, so why not run that combo? Right, that's uh, that's Mr. Fahrenheit himself. Our man Journey. It is. Joe Vega. Joe Vega talking about his what he likes to refer to as his spicy, spicy combo. <laughs> because he is a Tabasco rogue. <laughs> hmm. I have a feeling you're not doing too badly right here's the last one hold on to your cup for the big competitive events that's like that's where I turn it on I think like I love doing that for you know like casual store events or you know the weekly stuff but man, it's hard to because you, you have to transition right for those competitive things and sometimes that's tough to do that my friend was Isaac Via. It was indeed. There it is. The glass shaker himself. <laughs> the glass shaker himself. So top them up. How many did you get out of seven? Five. Not bad at all. Thank you, my man. Yeah, I didn't get DM Armada. And I didn't um, I didn't get... Uh, who was number four? KT Data. KT Data, yeah. Kev, man, yeah. I'm to trawl back through the uh, archives for that bad boy. Well, you know, if there's anyone... Uh, new listening who's not familiar with these folks uh dm armada youtube channel go check it out particularly he's got the world's coverage from this year sitting on his youtube channel right now and there's some belting games in there there's a cracking um review of the thunderbirds not fun is it thunderbirds what thunderbirds team pack oh uh was it no thunderbolts thunderbolts yeah yeah they he had a couple of guests on for that one they were they were particularly impressive it's a cracking bid where the rubber meets the road, the road. <laughs> <laughs> i love that line i use it i've, I've integrated that into my into my day-to-day usage it was a great phrase uh, but yeah go check out the Armada channel troy miller otherwise known as york from the dice coalition fantastic resource go check out their website jimmy o'brien just a ledge and then who was next number four was one i got wrong um oh katie data so yeah that was the old um um 
Double, Double burst. burst. Yeah, guys. However, he does have uh, a tremendous... Uh, go check out ktdata.net is his webpage, and he's got um, a gaming podcast that he does with the guys from back in the... Um, double burst days and they talk about board games and it's a it's a belting belting show so you should check it out you can still get the older double burst episodes as oh, well i think so and there was some yeah. brilliant stuff in there yeah i used to love it weekly as well didn't they yeah yeah so if you if you're new to the game and you want to just dive into an archive and hear some fun stuff then um yeah they they've got some fantastic content arch from rolling thunder it's all right i suppose um down and down and down down Joe Vega from that YouTube channel, whoever they are. Them dudes. Chris and Rob's Game Room. Yeah, that's right, yeah. That's quite, the one, yeah. Quite a beardy bunch, them. Um, uh, but also, <laughs> the legend that is Mr. Fahrenheit appearing on, on our birthday episode. And then Isaac from Gaming with Sidekicks. Um, a friend from back in the day from the Reserve Pool podcast who... Um, spread his wings into the wider tabletop gaming community. I was a little bit worried that that might have broken the audio changer <laughs> with how deep his voice is. Yeah, I mean, I don't remember him saying the particular phrase, but the minute I heard how deep, <laughs> how deep it was, I was like, right, I know who that is. Yeah. Uh, all right, there you go. So, um, not too bad. Not too bad. I want to let us know, folks, how well you did. If uh, if you're a if you're a long-term listener, then get in touch. Let us know. Tell me. If you've, if you've nailed it, apologies to Michaela and Peter for getting you wrong. Getting you wrong. Or should I be apologising to Kevin, um, Steve? Uh, let's let the listeners decide. Yeah, you let me know. I'll yeah. I'll make a formal apology if required. All right, mate, well, if, well, I was going to say that if you are a True Lies fan or a fan of the film True Lies, Boris, this is Doris. <laughs> Here's a little known fact for you. So the daughter in True Lies. Is yeah. Eliza Dushka, who was Faith in the Buffy the Vampire Slayer TV show. <gasps> yes, it was. Mm, yeah. Talking of daughters in Arnie yeah. films, the daughter from Commando mm. is Alyssa Miliano, who is one of the witches in Charm. Charmed, yeah. Oh, that matters to me now is Jenny. <laughs> it's so 80s a little bit oh. alright then okay well uh, go and check out their stuff folks and um, let me know how you did in the quiz there we are then ladies and gents we've come to the end of yet another episode of the Ministry of Dice podcast we hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed recording it if you're in the UK and you're at a loose end on the 3rd of November hop in your car jump on a train get on a plane make your way down to Southampton for the Gaming versus Cancer all proceeds go to UK Cancer Research and is also just a cracking day's gaming to go and hang out and I'm sure Andy will organise the day like a Swiss watch <laughs> Glad you're so confident. <laughs> yeah, if you are keen on going, do buy your tickets in advance so that I've got an idea of who's coming and who's not. The prizes are piling up, so we should have a good day. You get to meet me. What else more? What, what more could you want? Well, like me. Yeah, it's true. Fifty percent of the uh, Ministry of Dice will be there. Yeah, yeah, the valuable fifty percent. The 50% yeah. that'll give you a good game. 
Good game, uh, good game. Good game, mm-hmm. good game. Uh, if you're in Europe, though, make sure you, you uh, take a look at the information um, uh, floating around on the win for the 22nd, 23rd and 24th of November, which is going to be the WizKids European Open taking place at Irisco in Bratislava. We'd love to see you there also, although the other 50% of the Ministry of Dice will be at that one. <laughs> we're, just, we're just spreading the spreading our dice love. Divide to conquer. Mm, absolutely. Uh, otherwise, YouTube channel. Um, I'm planning on playing in the dice fight this week, so I'll get some games recorded and dropped up uh, for that. So you can see how I did in that, and then keep an eye out for all the great, fantastic YouTube content down the line. We'll have to work out a stream again soon. Yeah, I got asked tonight. Actually, someone said, "Are you streaming tonight?" Um, I kind of think I've sort of figured it out, but it's actually finding the time to test it before doing the real thing. You know? Yeah, and you'll have to walk me through what to do this then, because I ain't got a clue. Yeah, it's, I've done I've done a whole thing like plugging the YouTube into my OBS. Anyway, we're working on it, folks. We're working on it. Promise, we're working on it. I just need to, to find some time, you know, where I'm not playing games, basically. Otherwise, we'll be back in two weeks. I've been Chris, aka True Mister Six, and I've been Andy, aka DJ Max Dice. <laughs> we'll see you later, folks. Bye bye bye. <laughs>